You're listening to Work Tape, episode 15. Welcome to Work Tape. I'm Isaac, Isaac Grover. You know that. And we're back with Sean again. Hey, what's happening? Sean, how, how you been, man? been pretty good life is good it is good right now you've been grinding big time yeah big time <laughs> we're coming up on the holiday season so you know how that goes do you have any thanksgiving plans sir or what uh, i'm gonna eat a lot of turkey that's my thanksgiving plan remember i told you that they have a shortage on turkey yeah well guess what um <laughs> I'll find a boat to go to the boat and get a turkey. <laughs> and you know what? Mashed potatoes, those are always up for grabs. I got a girl, I got a girl from Idaho, dude. She's got the hookup on the potatoes, bro. She's from Idaho. Oh, lame. I know. I know. Ah, okay. That was, that was bad. The dad came out right. <laughs> bad jokes. I can out dad you though. I've been able to before. I, I don't know about that. Really? I'll do it again. You can out dad joke me. I will out dad you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, right Let's now it's it. okay. Right now it's a bit much, but just give me some time. <laughs> You're on the spot. <laughs> what are you going to pull out? Come on. Fine. Man. Okay. Fine. So Come no on. promises. Maybe I won't today. Maybe it won't be the next episode, but it'll be eventually. <laughs> okay. All right. But just, just wait for it. All right. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. But until then, <laughs> passion, passion and music. Yes. Where are you with that today? So, because you've been telling me how dead you feel it is. Yeah. So I feel there's no depth in music right now. I really do. And it's not with any particular genre of music or style of music or type of music. So you don't discriminate is what you're saying. Absolutely not. That's when you lose out. And I think I said that on the last cast that we did. But you never really expounded on it. We just kind of were touching on it before we... Sure. Yeah. I got you. So you can totally roll out with that. As far as rolling out, I feel like it's gone the way of the movie industry. Um, If you could relate to that, I feel like the movie industry, they just put movies out so fast and so quick that there's no depth to them. And I could expound on that, but we're not going to go there. That's a whole nother segment. No, I totally agree. Um, Dude, remember when every movie started with the and then this I, just, I just one word i'm not gonna go there i'm not gonna go there right now that's that's another three segments so it was like um, the car or the house or just something like that it was always a does something we'll we'll move forward from there but just trying to get it relatable for the audience um, yeah I, I would i would say that's what i relate that to is the movie industry i just feel like they blow movies out so quick um same with albums they make albums so quick that there's no depth and mm-hmm. there's no feeling to them. Just popping them out like it's just another album, but almost to the point that it's not really an album. It's kind of like just to get the next uh, top 10 or the next cash cow. And there's no meaning. There's no soul. Um, there's no heart to them. You know, when you say that, I think a lot of artists, not that I'm giving him much of an excuse, but I really feel that they don't value the album the way it used to be. And I think that's no. kind of a cultural thing. And, and that that could be. That could be. I think it's and part it, of it. I'm not saying it's it, all of it, but I think it's no, part of it. And, and I think you're. I think you're onto something. I think that um, it's it's partly that, but I think that it's not their fault in a sense. 
that that's how they were raised and that's how they were brought up. Yeah. And it's in their culture. It's in the culture. Yeah. Thank you. So yes, I, I would say it's probably in the, in the culture. So it's not more so it's not necessarily blaming them per se, but more just an observation of just what's going on. And it's still bothersome, right? right. Compared and to what it used it, to be. And it seems to keep uh, happening over and over and over. Right. And no one's willing to step out of the box and say, Hey, you know what? I want to be different. I'm going to do something that's going to have that heart. That's going to have that soul. That's going to have that meaning. That's just going to have that depth. That's going to really hit you. Okay. So I, I just feel like there should be more of that. And I just, I don't see a lot of it happening, man. So when you listen to new artists today, do you feel like it's only a few songs you can really get into? And it's hard for you to really stick to an album because you feel like there's a lack of effort put into that album as a whole. Yeah. And I wouldn't attribute that to the time. Feel free to name drop. This is what we do. <laughs> and that's, and that's tough. Cause I don't, I don't like, I'm not a name dropper kind of guy. I do. You name drop bands all the time. I do. So you're going to do that. <laughs> I do, but I just, I feel like there's no bands in the rock scene mainly that can pick up where like Avenged Sevenfold left off, where uh, System of Down left off. That's Metallica. fairly recent. That's fairly recent. That's cool though. Metallica has left yeah. off. Um, the Foo Fighters are another good one. Um, I think they've done a really good job. Look at Blink-182. You know, I mean, I can go all the way back and go no effects, suicidal tendencies. So the aughts alt-rock, which is where the Foo Fighters left off, because the 2010s, you feel... Shinedown's pretty good. Shinedown? But, I, yeah. you know, they're, they're another good one. I just feel like... So you feel like for the 2010s on, it hasn't really been much, especially in the rock era, it hasn't... I feel like everyone has tried to go, like, mainstream and do this new thing and the dubstep. And it's like, okay, well... If well, that's, I think if new that's is your cool, music, but when it's derivative of the top 40 and, and derivative of what's popular, then I think doing what's so-called new is really drab and kind of boring. Yeah. And maybe a bit obnoxious. And not probably the audience that they're looking for at all. Yeah. I think they're losing their mainstream audience uh, mm. more so than they're gaining other portions of other audiences that would not either not otherwise listen to what they're doing otherwise. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. Okay. Yeah, and I can see what that bothers. I mean, between you and me, of course, I would bother us. I don't know who, who <laughs> else it doesn't bother, you know? Because each consumer is different. Yeah. Some of us play. I play. Um, you actually play, too. I know you play uh, your music. A little bit. But there are people who don't play at all, and they don't care about that stuff. They don't care about things that you and I care about, and I get it, you know? But then at the same time, it's still, okay, Who's your mainstream audience? Who are you going to relate to? What are you relating to? Like, you've got to stick to those grounds and expound off of that, I think, as a musician. And I think a lot of people have strayed away from that. And I hate to say that they're lost, but I would say that they're that they're lost just because All right. they're off track. They're not even recording stuff that would reach out to their their mainstream audience. And I just think it's kind of sad, you know, there's no depth. They're going for whatever's new and popular and this and that and trying to incorporate it in their stuff. And it's like, okay, well, how much of their audience are they losing hmm. off of that? You know, and I know it's not about winning or losing. It's about reaching the audience, but also reaching out to what their audience is about and what they've originally come to know as their audience, like as a band. 
Does that make sense? So do you almost feel like there's a lack of intimacy in a relationship between artists and audience? Um, I know it's kind of hard to say because you don't really want to give out blanket statements. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's that's a hard question to answer just because yeah, I, don't, that's fair. I don't know. Like, But you were touching on lack of authenticity. That was like a big thing. Like you feel like it's too manufactured or it's just engineered in such a cliche manner. Absolutely. Yeah. Just to kind of like appease the mass. Right. Almost like, oh, here's your toy. Shut up. You know, yeah, like. <laughs> exactly. Hush music. And I didn't, you want to call it hush music? I'm glad you went there because I didn't want to, I didn't want to say that. So yeah, you're, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, it's like, yeah, here you go. Here you go. Here's something. We'll throw you a bone. Yeah. Give you know? us another one to three years and we'll put something out that'll yeah. get you to shut up for now. Yeah. I agree with you. So I had my same arguments about a lot of bands that were prominent more in the aughts, maybe even the nineties, but most of the aughts and the 2010s. Yeah. So many of those aughts bands were terrible. In fact, listening to music from the eighties and nineties, even seventies. Yeah. Um, this is just my position. No. Crucify no, you, listen, you desire. No, I'm not going to crucify you because I just had this conversation the other day with another person that okay. was born even earlier than I was. She goes, oh, your 70s music. And I said, there was some good stuff that came out of the 70s. Yeah. But there was a lot of stuff that was just like straight pre-manufactured just to go along with whatever the culture was at the time. Okay, so you are going. Okay, so, uh, so let, let's go this. Let's, let's do this. Absolutely. I was, I was talking about it with, with it. 80 Chicago does not hold a candle to 70 Chicago. At all. And no. I thought it was garbage. I thought no. the, I couldn't stand, maybe like REO. I'm, I'm not big on that. I'm sorry. But they I were, couldn't they stand. Were on, they were on more cocaine than they could handle. I just think sorry, it's dude. garbage compared to what they were doing in the 70s, right? Yeah, they didn't know what they were doing. No, they, they were, didn't know they what they were, were doing. Just, they were just like, yeah, here we go. Well, let's put an album together. Okay, let's go. And then they freaking would go in there and. So Rolling Stones <laughs> did some cool stuff. What was Tattoo You and in I, the 80s? And I'm guessing, I don't know firsthand because I don't know Chicago. So there's my disclaimer. Because everyone who wants to sue everybody in California, so there's my disclaimer. Okay, <laughs> but wasn't um wasn't Rolling Stones tattoo you in the '80s? Like Rolling Stone were doing things during that time that were okay, uh, right? Yeah, you know, I actually I actually saw them at a show, man, at the Rose Bowl, and um, it was like I want to say it was like Rolling Stones, Alice in Chains, like there. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. Like okay. there were like there were like three other bands in there. But um, don't quote me on it. But yeah, I'll try not to. But anyways, yeah, um, I was fortunate enough to see them live. And the disappointment. Oh, I never heard of them. Just kidding. I bet that's a I, band name, though. I, I've got albums. I No, I've got albums like I've got literally I've got vinyl that came in my dad's studio set um, that he has of Rolling Stones. And a lot of the songs are super cool and I can listen to and this and that. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's cool for the time. And I get it. But then when I went and listened to them live, I was like, dude, these guys needed to hang it up like 10 years ago, bro. Like that happens no a lot. That happens. Shows, yeah. Like we're done. No, but dude, what I'm getting at for sure. And I think you totally agree is seventies bands in the eighties were, in my opinion, a lot of them were just, ugh. but eighties bands that started in the late seventies in the eighties, we're actually good. I love Duran Duran, dude. I get oh, down. I right? get, yeah, you get down get, with Duran Duran. I get down with some Duran Duran, <laughs> dude. Come on, man. Of course. Save a prayer. All right. I'm feeling it. <laughs> All day long. All day long. You know, anything off the Breakfast Club track. Right. 
done. Like I'm there. Like I'll rock it. That's cool. Yeah, if like it's even, the right moment. Even um, because you know the Beatles and all that. Even George Harrison's like what they were doing in the '80s. I just wasn't big on that. I just feel like hey, you had your time in the '60s. You had your time in the '70s. You know these bands were great in the '60s and '70s. In fact, a lot of '60s bands in the '70s didn't sound bad. But because of the huge shift in the '80s, it was totally different. Yeah, I think a lot of them didn't. It I think they would just get on the hype train. Yeah, they're just but, going to more electronic. So electronic's and, cool and, though. No, but, uh, dude, electronic cool. is cool when you're new wave, but it's not cool when you have all these organic dude, means of music listen, in the 70s. I had one of the dry first, I had room one of the sound. first mixtapes, dude. I had one of the first mixtapes too from like Electric Boogaloo, dude. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> that was like an OG mixtape. So Trust me, man. I, I get no, it. No, that gated had, snare did had, not sound good I had for a Michael lot of this. Jackson Thriller. I had the Police Synchronicity. I had, I had, listen, I had all that, dude. I had a Sony Walkman that I used to put a tape in and freaking put my headphones on and I'd be jamming out. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of that stuff that was like, eh, okay. Michael Jackson's genius, dude. Like he was a musical genius. Yeah. He was a weirdo. We won't get into that. That was, that was his own thing. But you know what? He put together a lot of good songs, man. Mm-hmm. A lot. And they were heart and soul into him. How'd you feel about Stevie? Would you say he was an exception in the 80s Stevie as well? Stevie Wonder? Yeah. Stevie Wonder is still a genius. Even if he does collaborations with whoever is cool at the time, like he's just Stevie Wonder. Like he's amazing, dude. He's freaking bomb, dude. Right answer. Yeah. He knows who he is. Mm hmm. He knows what he does and he doesn't stray for that no matter what. And that's what I like about him. And that's what I'm saying about the other artists is even if they're going to do a collaboration or if they're going to try to modern up the times, know who you are, know what you're about and just do it. Just do it. Don't try to stray from that. Just do it. Which goes back to the topic of authenticity, which you you feel like you notice a lack of it today. You know what? I I, I guess I missed that, but you're exactly right. It's real simple, you know? Now, have you heard any artists today that you feel you might take more of a chance on? I've strayed out so far. Um, I always like my rock and, you know, there's moments where I like my hip hop and all of that. But I've really gotten into um, more of the the roots, reggae, and uh, a lot of that music. And that may not be the genre for everyone, but that's just something I'm into right now. Um, that's something I've kind of delved into and, and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good bands out there. There's a lot of good bands that have been around for a long time that kind of play, uh, they, they kind of incorporate, they, they kind of do punk and rates reggae and roots, um, slightly stupid, dirty heads, stick figures, another good one, obviously sublime sublime was like, that was like the genre um, 311, don't they count? Were they doing stuff like that? 311, dude, I saw them. Yeah. I saw them out in Arizona and <laughs> live. Go figure. <laughs> dude, let me tell you, man. It's just Arizona through and through. Listen, man. And, and that was the concert where they were doing all the songs about the aliens. And so it was so fitting at the uh, time. It's that it New was Mexico like, influence. Oh, dude. It was like the only thing short of being in Roswell was being in Arizona. Like that was it. But yeah, it was, it was on man. They, it was such a good concert. I had such a good time there. It was like literally up the street from where I live too. It was at a ballpark. Wow. Yeah. And it was good times. 
But yeah, 311's always down. Nick Hexham has got into the jazz scene and um, I respect that. And I think it's really good. And I think he's got a really good voice and I think he's a talented musician. Mm -hmm. I know he's still playing with 311. They're still doing concerts. I actually did one during the COVID thing. Really? I did one out of the back of my car, actually. So it was the first time I've ever done this. So they had a live streaming concert that you could pay for. And so what I did was it was like 40 bucks and I Wi-Fi'd, I hooked a TV up, a TV monitor in the trunk of my car, backed my car up to the sand at the beach, put my speaker box out there and basically linked all of those so we could watch them play live from the trunk of my car on like a 40, it was a small TV. It was like a 40 something inch, 42 inch or something, uh, flat screen. And then on the ion speaker box, it would play out there on the sand and we had a bonfire and we just had a good time. It was, we had flat screens back it, then? It, uh, <laughs> in COVID? <laughs> that was back then when you were alive. Man. Come on. That was last year, dude. Come on, get out of here. So anyways, yeah, 311's a good one. But yeah. A little bit off. Were you ever big on Blind Melon? <clears throat> no. Same. I'm sorry. Sam. I just couldn't get into him. Sam. They seemed like a one hit wonder to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I listened to the rest of their songs. And once again, they had a one hit wonder and it hit the top 10 and there, there was no depth. So I, I don't get into that. Okay, let's get really in depth. Did you ever like live? No one ever talks about live. Uh, live what? Live's a band. Live is a band. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Is it actually, called Lightning Crashes? I think that was a song. I actually saw live as a band. You did see live in Arizona. Oh! You just you just recollect <laughs> you just recollected my memory, dude. So yeah, I saw live as a band. Solid. That was one of the bands that I saw. They actually have a lot of depth. Uh, believe it or not, there's. I a, like their uh, the lyrics. The lyrics are great. I was just gonna say, there's a lot of meat inside the lyrics when you really listen to them when you really see what they're about and you really look at what they're about like if you see it on paper or you read that or you hear it and take it in they're actually a pretty good band yeah i'm surprised they're not still going but they once again they knew they had their time they put their time out and i think they hung it up at the right time because they didn't try to get with the mainstream. And I like a lot of these bands. I agree with you. Live uh, maintains a reverence in my mind because of what they did. And it did it well. That's crazy you brought them up because that's one of the stickers I have in my CD book. I totally forgot about them, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've got Everclear. I've got Ministry. Yep. I've got White Zombie. And I've got Live, dude. VIP Pass. Thanks, Jackie. What? If you're listening. Yeah. She hooked it up, dude. She got me to some pretty cool shows. And some well, it's pretty important cool to remind our audience that they're more than Nirvana and Pearl Jam. So that's yeah. very important. I could tell you a story about those guys too. PJ or both? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw them both at Lollapalooza in like 94. Well, <laughs> but you're not talking about Kurt because Kurt was gone. Wait, you mean like the very beginning before April? Actually, I don't remember Nirvana playing Lollapalooza in 94. No. And maybe it was earlier than that. It must have been earlier. I could be wrong. It was earlier than that then. Because oh. I saw them in... Yeah, it was earlier than that because... Yeah. What was that like to see it was in the 90, whole band? I'm sorry. It was in 91. It was in 91. Okay. Freaking Eddie Vedder freaking came in in his underwear in this party we were at. Had a bag full of drugs and said, they're all mine. They're all mine. 
and freaking looked around at everyone and then freaking ran back out of the hotel room. We were like, Ooh, who's this guy? Wow. And someone said, that's Eddie Vedder. <laughs> yeah. So that was PJ. Did you remember seeing Nirvana live? I don't remember most of that show, to be honest with you. Interesting. It was in 91 and yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember most of 91. Yeah. I wanted to hear a story of uh, Chris throwing his bass up in the air and getting hit in the face. But that was at MTV, I think. <laughs> I don't know if you ever attempted that again. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go to the MTV Music Awards. This was uh, this was in LA. Solid. But yeah, they, all those bands were there: Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nirvana. Yeah, Pearl Jam. How about Pumpkins? They were there. Nice. They were there. That was when Billy, I think, shaved his head. Actually. Yeah, he um looks interesting with the hair. I think he actually shaved his head at that time. And people were just like, what? It just works. I can't imagine any other way. You can't have a band called Smashing Pumpkins and not have a freaking <laughs> head full of hair. Bald head. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> wow, that must that must have been symbolic then. <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite the show. Like all the big name grunge bands were there. It was uh it was ridiculous. How about Pixies? Did you ever get into that? Or was it a bit, eh, yeah, not really your thing? I know, I know, I know one of the dudes I used to hang out with, like listen to them. I don't think I ever went to one of their shows. Did you ever get into the Toadies? Um, he did Possum Kingdom. I, I know who they are. I'm just trying to think like who they opened for. And they had like two or three songs and the rest of them were like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like get done. And that's true. Like let's get the real band. So I think I saw them in concert somewhere, but okay. I don't even remember, dude. To be honest with you. Wow. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you've seen Presidents of the USA, but they're probably less. I did see them. You did see Presidents. Oh, they would. (laughs) (laughs) They so open for Everclear. It's not even funny, dude. Peaches, bro. That's the song. Oh, yeah. I like Peaches. (laughs) Peaches. Wait, wait. Oh, I forgot what goes. Going to the country. Going to eat myself some some peaches. peaches. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I love those guys. Yeah, they opened up for freaking Everclear in like a small little club, dude, where I saw them in Arizona. That was like one of the first shows. Thanks, Jackie. You freaking brought me there. And that was the start of the whole venue thing out there in Arizona. Thanks, girl. Yeah, she 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 was like, yeah, she was super cool, man. She hooked me up with so many freaking VIP passes for shows. Like I've literally got the stickers. I've got the ministry one and dude's sitting there with all the freaking trophies. He's sitting there with the Stanley cup, the the head dude from ministry. He's sitting there with the freaking Stanley cup dude on the sticker for the VIP thing. Wow. So I've got them all on my, on my CD book. I'm trying to pick your brain to to hear. If anyone has any CD books anymore, like those are like vintage now. So I know my daughters are like, what's, what's that dad? (laughs) They're like, what do you do with those? Now, they think they're DVDs like you could watch a movie like they did. So, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, CD. Ever hear of it? Yeah, I'm telling you, man. How about Hole? Did you ever get to check out Hole Live? No. no? I never I never saw Hole Live. Hmm. So they had multiple stages at Lollapalooza that I went to. They might have played on another stage, but I was like on the main stage hmm. when I went. So There was one other band. They weren't as uh, not 
Uh, oh, Primus. I feel like you would have seen Primus. Dude, I've seen Primus multiple I knew, times. You look like a guy that listens to Primus. Oh, yeah, dude. Les Claypool. <laughs> Les Claypool is one of my heroes, bro. Yeah, dude. He's freaking... Les Claypool is a genius, man. Well, they say less is more, so... More is less. Fine. <laughs> There's your dad joke back Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, he's... He, uh, less was something else. So I saw less... Um, I'm trying to think where the place, where the venue was. Um, it was almost in Harupa in Riverside that I saw them. Did you ever get to meet him? Les Claypool? Yeah. No, man. Okay. No, I've never met him. How was the show? Was it crazy? Oh, yeah, dude. Straight up chaos mosh pit, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freaking kicking shins, freaking busting, freaking busting foreheads. Easy. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, we had a good time. I'm trying to pick your brain. So you saw live. How about Dinosaur Jr.? Any of those no. guys? No, I don't even know who that is. Okay. Jesus Lizard? I've heard of them. I don't think I've ever seen them live. It's similar to... Corn. Uh, uh, Corn. So Corn. Corn was Creep before they were Corn. I actually did know that. know that. Yeah. Okay. So I got to see them when they were Creep at a ba- or at a club called Monopolies year. in Riverside. Years ago, dude. But year. What was the year when they were creep? Dude, I don't remember. What do you? You always know the years. Come on, dude. Why are you trying to do this to me right now? Because you know it. It's a Sunday at, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, don't do this to me right now. Don't, fair enough. Don't, don't make me think that much. That's fair. I got to think more tomorrow when I go to work. <laughs> no, no, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, Let's see. So I saw them when they were creep, and then they kind of went away for a little while, and then they played another show at the barn. And they were corn. And my buddy's brother lived next door to Fieldy and David in Huntington. And he's like, yo, like corn's going to play up, up in your neck of the woods. Like, go see him. And so we're like, yeah, cool. So we saw him and we were like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then they dropped the album, the first album. And then they played at Monopolies. Or no, I'm sorry. They played at a Halloween party that was like an invite only down at a warehouse in... Uh, like off of Indiana and Riverside. Like it's big, dude. And we go in there and everything's black light. There's like haystacks. We go in, there's kegs everywhere. We go inside the venue and we look over and there's a smashed pink Cadillac on this freaking deck, like way up top. And that's where they played on top of the deck for the smashed pink Cadillac. And they were like, dude, I'm not even kidding you. There were probably 60 freaking kegs, dude. Off in the corner. Like, I'm talking stacked to the ceiling of the roof. <laughs> and we were like, okay. And there were probably three, 400 people easy in this warehouse. And it was all black lights. They got up. Everything was like. Laser? Uh, it wasn't laser. Or neon. But it, was or- all, it was all neon. It was all neon and black lights. All their guitar strings, their fingernails, their hair, their dreads, everything, gotcha. dude. That makes sense. It was down, man. That it makes was, sense. Dude, it, it was. It was mad. It was a crazy show. Like, it was so much fun. And then they stopped. They were getting ready to go for an encore. They had to, like, get situated. And some dude got busted in the head with a 40. And it just went off after that. Cops came and it just got shut down, dude. And it was bad. But that was like one of their first shows. And they played every song off the album. And then I went to another show in San Bernardino. And I pulled up in the parking lot. 
And we were sitting there and, and we were waiting. We were probably about an hour ahead of the show. And I look over and this dude's over there and he's like, what's up? Like kind of nodding at me. And I was like, what's up? And so I rolled my window down and I'm like, hey, man, you going to the show? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'll be at the show. He's all, you know, he's playing. I said, kidding me? It's my boy's band, Corn." I said, my my buddy's brother lives next door to the freaking bassist and whatchamacallit. I said, I've been down there, down in Huntington, and skated at the freaking store with these two guys, you know, drank 40s with them. And he's like, okay. And he, he held his hand up and he had this thing that said HIV positive. I was like, what? And I was like, yo, I know who you are. You're Jonathan, dude. And he goes, he goes, what's up? So yeah, I'll spare you the rest, but uh yeah, he's all see you inside. And uh it, it, it was good times, man. We had a good time. So this little club in uh, San Bernardino, it was in like a total hood spot, and this is back in the 90s, and I think it was in between their first album and the second album they came out with. But yeah, these dudes are all from like Bakersfield and whatnot. So yeah. And it's funny. I reconnected with Brian Welch later on when I worked for NOTW and Truth Soul Armor. And um, they had a band with, uh, they had like a kind of a thing going with Ryan Reese, with Raul Reese's church. And uh, he was totally reformed. And he was probably one of the worst, man. And uh, he was totally a changed dude. It was crazy. Came out with his own album. Mm -hmm. Dropped like, I think he dropped like two albums of his own stuff. And then he ended up reuniting with Korn. And I think he ended up getting all those dudes all sober and like back on track and back to the board, man. So it was, it was crazy to hear all that. Yeah. I heard I, I was still in, completely sold out. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't involved in all that, but, um, um, that's crazy. It's called the whosoever's. Yeah. I, and it was, uh, it I, was I met at least Welsh, one it was Lacey from Flyleaf. Uh, it was Sonny. Lacey from Sturm. Yeah, Lacey Sturm. Sonny from POD. And um, there was another dude that was involved. And uh, it was amazing, dude. How many how many people they reached. And wow. uh, just good stuff. So anyways. Uh, dude, I'll have to get Lacey Sturm in here. Heck, I want to get Brian. That'd be sick too. We should connect with him. One of these days. Yeah. No, uh, uh, Lacey a, is a huge influence to me. I, I love a, her he's voice. He's a super cool dude. So is Jonathan. Jonathan can tell you some stories, dude. I'll bet he could. Jonathan was on the road, man. <laughs> and uh, I'm telling you, man, like there was that span of time where they were just like straight up, like just on like meth or something hardcore, dude. Wow. And um, yeah, he could probably tell you some super, super crazy stories. But you say totally changed, you know, like that's the thing. And that's the thing is once God gets a hold of you and, um, you know, you realize what the truth is from what fiction is. It definitely changes your life and your perspective and your outlook on everything, dude. It does. It's it's amazing. It's crazy. There's a lot of people that need to hear this. Yeah. And um, if you look around, whether it's in the mainstream media or not, there's a lot of people that have that have made the change and that have realized the change and made it. So wow. Don't don't let it pass you by. Yeah, we're gonna have to get Brian in. <laughs> you have connections to him, huh? I could probably make a few phone calls. You could pull some strings. <laughs> I could make a few phone calls. Yeah. Well, Sean, really appreciate having you over. I thought that was really good, you know, to kind of hear your background with your live music. 
live music hearing live of all bands. That's ridiculous. That's really cool. Yeah, we didn't we we didn't even touch on that before. Like no, but like I don't think we've had that conversation except for on the microphone. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, we did it live. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> First try, bro. <laughs> Sean, we'll have you back. Uh, I don't know when we'll have you back, either next episode or maybe a couple. Who knows when? But, uh, dude, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, you know? We'll see what happens. Yeah, man. Um, That's it for today. We'll see you again. Yeah, we had to figure out our lineup because there have been so many people who have been out. So Sean was gracious enough to lend his voice on this podcast. So this is his second time. Thank you for having me. Dude, it's great. Serious. I just realized the whole time I left the pop filter off. So I don't know how those plosives are, but when I edit it, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, I think it's you're okay. going to hear pop is, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was today's episode. Uh, I think it was episode 15. We will meet up again, guys. You guys have a great day. God bless you and peace. Tomorrow's day.